don't chase your audience from platform to platform to platform and pay all of these advertising fees and boosting fees that you have to pay on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and uh, uh, TikTok just to get your content seen. When, when you, you've got that audience, encourage them to, to join your mailing list so that you can have a direct relationship with them. And from there, it's just about putting out great content that provides value. And guess what? You know, and this is another thing that I do often and get is, Peter, how do I create value? Well, the answer is, you know your customer. I mean, you know your own customer. And but, well, no, well, I don't really have a good idea. Well, no, 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 you do actually, because you know who you're willing to accept as a customer. You know what kind of problems you're willing to solve. You know what those are already. So you know what your cust who your customer is and what your customer is looking for. And you know what to say to your customer when they call you on the phone and, and they're asking, well, you know, how can you help me? What can you do for me? You know what to say, that's value. So take that knowledge and that instinct that you already have and turn that into a couple blog articles that you post once a month on real simple elements and let those blog articles get distributed to your customers by email so that when they see an email from you, they're thinking, oh, I got to read this. There's going to be something in here that I need. This is Build Your Difference, a podcast created by Blue Artists, a brand platform with one goal, to help great visionaries like you build impressive brands. Every month, we'll bring you insightful tips, knowledge, and compelling stories from successful entrepreneurs and the Blue Artists team on how to create and market a winning brand that does more than just launch a new product or service. It starts an ongoing conversation because you're not just making a brand, you're making a difference. Let's start building. Okay, there was something that you, I remember you had mentioned in one of the files you had sent to me was it a week ago about this new push with email marketing. Yeah, yeah. So what's, what's going on there? Well, you know, I'm going to be, let me just, let me just say this, John, email marketing is not anything new. No. <laughs> new. Um, but uh, I have not really, I have not really been a big proponent of email marketing for a long time. I've, I just looked at email marketing as spam mm -hmm. and I really looked at it as something that I wasn't interested in doing because I know that those emails just end up right in people's spam folders. I did not want to be a part of that mess. Um, you know, I just, there are lots of people, there are lots of companies that invest a lot of money right. into, you know, email marketing campaigns or create funnels. And it's just so, uh, so um, I guess I always kind of felt like used car sales mini, you know, <laughs> like when it comes to that, like when it comes to email marketing, it just always felt dirty to me. And I just, mm -hmm. it's not, not a sexy thing at all. But I wondered, I want to get your take on this. Um, what, what is it in a, a really effective email marketing campaign that separates it from the ones that end up in the spam folder or the ones that seem like a sleazy car salesman, you know? You know, I would say relevance. Um, it, it really is about creating actual value. Um, and, the, and the reality is the, the email market the, the email campaigns that end up in the spam folder or the junk folder are there because they are spam. They are mm. junk. In other words, they're not bringing value. They're actually 
sucking out value. They're taking value away from you. They're, you're, they're your valuable time. They're sucking that out and, and not giving you anything in return because a lot of them are literally just funnels and they read like funnels and the, and the copy in the emails are clearly from some funnel generator. <laughs> you know top 17 let's sign up now buy now buy now and it's just a like i mean that is a real mess i mean it's like staying up late on a saturday night watching television you get all those infomercials i, I mean you know mm-hmm. i don't know who still watches television now with all the streaming all the streaming channels but <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. but you know you yeah. and i we were around the 90s we were around in the early 2000s. We know what it's like to stay up late, watch television, and, and suddenly start seeing all these infomercials coming on. <laughs> and, and that's kind of how I feel about email marketing, really, is that it's, they're just really ineffective infomercials. But here's the thing, John. Here's the thing. This year, either, either this year or late last year, there was a new app that was introduced um, to the world, and it's called Clubhouse. And you may have heard yeah, of it. A lot yeah. of people are now talking about Clubhouse, yeah. you know, and 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 I noticed that. I thought, okay, that's interesting. But you know what? A year before, people started talking about TikTok. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's another new platform, TikTok, and and then there's Snapchat, and 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 John, there's so many new social media platforms that are coming out and that are going to continue to be coming out that I started to realize, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs are chasing their audience from social media platform to social media platform to social media platform. You know, they start off on Facebook and then they realize, uh uh-oh, there's a new social media platform out now. It's called Instagram. And now everybody's moving to Instagram. They just ran from Facebook because their moms got on Facebook. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Actually. And full transparency, I'm going to be. And closing. so. <laughs> okay. Got it. Got it. Um. So. So you know, people are running. They're kind of running away from Facebook to these newer platforms. You know, there's a generational difference. There's a mm-hmm. there's a timely difference. There's a content difference. And then and so all these entrepreneurs are investing all this money on Facebook to get to gain an audience. But then suddenly that audience leaves. Mm. And so all that time and money that they spent investing in that audience on Facebook, they have to now start again from scratch on a brand new platform. And that cycle continues to repeat over and over and over again. And I started to realize, you know what? We should be, instead of chasing our audience from platform to platform, we should be focused we should be focused on downloading that audience. We should be focused on getting them off of the platforms and into our own mailing list into our own uh, database so that we can contact them directly and not have to continue to pay Facebook and pay Instagram and LinkedIn and Twitter and and Snapchat and Clubhouse and TikTok just to reach our audience. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized we have to take another look at email marketing because that's the way to do it. So it's not really that there's a problem with the email with email marketing as a as a function as a tool as a means by which to to bring your audience off of these platforms and into your own database the challenge is that it's just too difficult people people are overwhelmed with how much work it takes to maintain an effective email marketing strategy and that's why they go 
and buy all of these quick fix solutions that do nothing but create the exact emails that end up in the spam folder. Okay, so you're, you're, you're exhausted, you're tired, you just need some help to create these email marketing campaigns. You go and you buy a funnel, you buy some pre-written copy, you, you know, you put together these things that are proven to work for everybody else. You do it and it does nothing for you. It just, you just, your email ends up in a spam folder with everybody else's. And so I said, you know what? We have to make email marketing fun. We got to find a way to make the process of building your subscribers in your email marketing database and also creating your campaigns absolutely pain-free, painless, while simultaneously making it a pleasant experience that you, that, that you can be encouraged to easily come in and continue to create emails and to continue to bring value to your customers. So our email marketing service, in my opinion, really does that. Um, I mean, none of the things that we're bringing to the table within the email marketing service are new. It's just that we're combining them in a way that I do think is new. It's a way that, that brings a sort of concierge level of service to this whole daunting task of setting up this system. So when a customer decides to, to purchase email marketing from us, first of all, the price is, it's a, it's a pretty good price. We're, we're asking for about $23, I think, per month. So it's a pretty good price. It's not, it's not expensive at all. But when a customer purchases this service, the first thing that we do is, is, is a producer reaches out to that customer to collect their existing mailing list. Whoever, if they already have a database, if they already have contacts, we're gonna reach out and we're gonna, we're gonna collect that information from them. And we're going to help them upload that into the email marketing system. So I, they can do it themselves, it's very easy, but a lot of people don't have time for that. So it's nice to know that someone on our team can collect that information from them and focus on getting it into the system on their behalf. Secondly, you know, for customers who work with us also for their website, we have built in an integration that allows the website to talk directly to your email marketing system. Mm -hmm. So the best sort of uh, end game here is that when you make updates to your website, wouldn't it be great if those blog posts, those news articles, wouldn't it be great if they were automatically generated into a email newsletter that went out to your subscribers automatically once a month. So rather than you needing to sit down and write an email newsletter, excuse me, sit down and write an email newsletter, wouldn't it be great if, if you're already uploading blog articles once a week, maybe, you know, twice a month, maybe to your website, that those articles are, are automatically being aggregated into a newsletter and sent out to your subscribers so that the people that do not come to your website or, or didn't remember to come to your website to read those to read those articles or that new content will get notified in their email automatically and then will take action. So this is completely pain-free. You don't have to, as, an, as a customer, you don't have to learn something new. You don't have to try to figure out how do I create funnel and all this kind of nonsense, all you have to do is what you're already doing, which is jumping onto your website, adding a blog post, and rest assured that all of the rest of the systems will follow accordingly. So it sounds like in a way there, there's kind of an, an automation happening there. 
That's exactly right, John. There it is an automation. In fact, that's just one of many automations that I, I we don't even have time to talk about it in the call today. But uh, that's my favorite Aww. automation: the the ability to take the <laughs> the ability to take the content from the uh, from your blog or your news page mm -hmm. or your articles page and automatically turn that into newsletters. But we have other automations as well. Like for example, wouldn't it be great to send out a happy birthday? Email, uh, email automatically to customers when it's their birthday. Maybe there's a special discount code you can give them. I mean, big companies do this, yeah. but it's so hard to, to set that up, you know, and, and daunting for people to set that up. So wouldn't it be great if when you purchased your email marketing campaign with us, but that was just set up for you? You know, there are other autoresponders and, and funnels that we already have that we can that we can set up for you as part of our concierge service. Because at the end of the day, you want to justify why you're purchasing this service. So when you spend on an email marketing campaign with us, we want to justify that expense by showing you that this works, that this is easy to do, and that it's about making, it's about getting it operational, not about just the whole setting up process. I mean, I know some people that they, they go and they take out a MailChimp account and then they spend the next three years trying to figure out how to set it up. <laughs> well, in terms so of this is this is just el just eliminating that altogether. Mm. So it's time for a quick little break, but don't worry because we'll be right back. And we are back. But in terms of setup, clients come to Brand Desk. Do they, with an email marketing campaign, they would like to have done? Does Brand Desk work with customizable templates? I ask this because on a recent project that I worked on, there was some email marketing involved and the client was really um, set on developing, we got to get these templates done up, you know, and depends on who we're reaching out to, there was a different template he wanted us to create, you know? Um, so I'm curious there if, if there's sort of just this umbrella template that applies to everyone who comes to brand us looking for this marketing, email marketing, or are you able to customize any templates that are involved with that? That's a, that's a great question. Um, I mean, I feel like it's a real easy question to answer because the answer is yes, we do customize all the templates. Um, I figured you fact, would, yeah. the templates are actually <laughs> created for you. <laughs> um, we do have, we do have, for people who like to just do it yourself, because there are a lot mm -hmm. of people who just like to do it yourself. For people yeah. like that, we do have starter templates so that when they're in uh, brand desk hosting and they go to their email marketing and they want to create their own campaign, mm -hmm. we do have like a wealth. I'm talking uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of, uh, of starter templates that they can just sort of select and begin working with. But, you know, for the, for the people who really do like that concierge level service, uh, we do, uh, we actually can create completely original templates um, or completely original uh, copy and content for you that you can then replicate as a template for future campaigns that are similar. And so, you know, at the end of the day, you know, both options are great, but you know, the fact that we, we, we're here to, to create this with you, I think is a step beyond what many of these other email marketing services provide. I mean, they provide the tools, mm -hmm. but they don't, they don't often uh, provide the manpower, for lack of a better term. Um, and so we're providing both. And that's one of the biggest advantages with Brandesk in general is you can do it yourself as much as you want with us. But we also have the manpower to support you when you just don't have time to do it yourself. 
And so we do that's with websites, that's with uh, you know video projects, uh, camp, uh, uh, design projects, PR projects, and also now with email marketing. And I'm just really, really excited about it because I do think that our price is, is competitive. I mean, we're not trying to be the lowest priced option out there. We're trying to be the best value. Mm -hmm. And and I do think we we are. Um, and uh, so I'm just really excited about it. And, you know, hey, for customers who try our free migration for our, you know, to, to bring their websites over to Brandes, that money that they're saving from that free migration, maybe they can give our email marketing a try and, and experience just how incredible it actually can be. So, you know, own your audience, own that relationship. Don't chase your audience from platform to platform to platform and pay all of these advertising fees and boosting fees that you have to pay on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and uh, uh, TikTok just to get your content seen. When, when, you, when you've got that audience, encourage them to, to join your mailing list so that you can have a direct relationship with them. And from there, it's just about putting out great content that provides value. And guess what? You know, and this is another thing that I do often get is pure how do i create value well the answer is you know your customer i mean you know your own customer and but, well, no, well, i don't really have a good idea well no 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 you do actually because you know who you're willing to accept as a customer you know what kind of problems you're willing to solve you know what those are already so you know what your cust who your customer is and what your customer is looking for and you know what to say to your customer when they call you on the phone and, and they're asking, well, you know, how can you help me? What can you do for me? You know what to say. That's value. So take that knowledge and that instinct that you already have and turn that into a couple blog articles that you post once a month on real simple elements and let those blog articles get distributed to your customers by email so that when they see an email from you, they're thinking, oh, I got to read this. There's going to be something in here that I need. You know, it's interesting, you were mentioning earlier how the, the challenge of companies, they build up a community on, say, Facebook, and that whole community migrates to, to Twitter or to Instagram, and then they have to rebuild that community all over again. Right. And how one of the goals here is, well, instead of us having to always chase down and rebuild the communities on all these social platforms, is to bring the community to you, to your site. And it kind of reminds me, what was happening before Facebook? I mean, Facebook's didn't really get into the whole companies using the platform until what, 2010, maybe? For the first few years, it was primarily yeah. personal use, right? And that really started right. off the whole, yeah, that really started the whole companies getting in on social media and actually promoting and branding themselves in that way. But before that, you just, the company just had their own website. And of course, this is pre-blogging. This was pre uh, any sort of most, they might've had basic chat functions, I'm guessing, but now most company sites have some type of newsletter blog. They have some sort of built-in community chat feature in there. So I don't know, like if, as more and more companies get exhausted by having to rebuild themselves on platform after platform, we, are we going to be looking at a return to these and every company having its own individual platform, an individual site that bring that the customers, the community comes to that site 
rather than having to go outward to all these various channels. Um, and we'll probably see that with the yeah. bigger the bigger players at first, and maybe trickle down to smaller fish that can. I don't know. You know how it sort of reminds me of yeah. like like fashion that comes back, like or music. Um, what in the last five or ten years has been a surge of eighties. You know, you've, whether it's in the in the television shows that are produced to albums that come out, you can hear clear eighties connection. And so ten years from now, it's going to be all about the nineties. You know, right. so right. we're are we, maybe we're seeing a tech trend that we revert back to twenty years ago, in in this right. sense. I mean, I could be way off. I don't know. Well, no, I don't think you're way off. I, I agree with you completely. I, I I'm actually aligned with what you're saying because I do think that's exactly it. I, I mean, you can look at the streaming platforms as an example. Mm. Um, it was really Netflix that kind of paved the way for, or like really made it made people understand that you could have instant streaming of movies and television mm -hmm. shows. And then from there, there were some offshoots like Hulu. But now, all of these major uh, distributors are just creating their own platforms. Disney Plus, now we have Paramount Plus, we have the ABC7 streaming channel or streaming app, the CBS, the CW, they all have their own streaming services now. Um, because it's clear that this is how they can, they don't want to chase their customer across Netflix and allow Netflix mm -hmm. to control whether they get access to their customers. They want their customers to have a direct relationship with them. And, you know, you're right. A, a, a while ago before Facebook really was a commercial destination, um, it, it, you know, there, it was just other websites. And so you did have to go directly to companies' websites in order to engage with them. But then sort of social media kind of taught people that this could be consolidated. And guess what happens? When stuff gets consolidated, you, you start to look for the outliers. You start to look for, uh, you know, what's different? <laughs> Where can I get a more personalized experience? Where can I get something that's more me? Because everything is the same. And so then what, now we're in that period now where people are now actually thinking about, you know, I, I, where can I go to, I just want to have a direct relationship with the brand. I'm tired of yeah. Facebook snooping through all my messages and knowing everything about me. I just want to, I just want to, I don't want to deal with them right now. I want to deal with yeah. specifically the business that I'm interested in. And, uh, and so having your own website at your own destination for your customers is uh, probably more important now than it ever has been. Now that doesn't mean that, that, you know, it's okay to get away with uh, not having any presence on these social media platforms. I mean, the reality is you, you have to live in reality, okay? You have to live mm -hmm. on planet Earth. And on planet Earth, a lot of people are on social media, okay? So chances are, if you wanna find your customers, you're gonna have to find mm -hmm. them on social media. But that doesn't mean that that's where mm -hmm. the whole relationship needs to play out. Find them there. But once you do find them, introduce them to your website and allow them to establish a connection with you directly there get their contact information, get them into your mailing list so that now you can communicate with them directly instead of having Facebook taxing every single uh, engagement opportunity. So I think it's a great point that you made and, and I think we are there. That is where we are right now. And I think it's important to get ahead of it as much as you can um, and, and you know, stop something. It's so easy for entrepreneurs because we're so afraid. We're so, we're so like, overwhelmed with decisions and afraid of making mistakes that we just want to do the safest possible thing. And, and the thing is that that's, that's a recipe for disaster. You have to, you have to try to carve your own path 
and you have to try to say, you know, look, everyone's over here. I'm going to get the few people that want to do business with me and I'm going to introduce them to my own thing so that I can stand out and, and, and they will gravitate towards that and they will really respect that. And, and I think that is really brave and courageous and I want to encourage more people to do that because that's what's needed right now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Build Your Difference. If you'd like to learn more about how Blue Artists can help you develop a distinguished brand that inspires and engages a growing audience, then please visit us at www.blue-artists.com and be sure and subscribe to our monthly podcast for the latest tips and trends in brand development and marketing. And remember, you're not just making a brand, you're making a difference. Start building yours today 